0: Welcome to the spiritguides.co.uk network radio. This is another show of Journeys into Consciousness with Spirit Guide Gregory Hay through the trance mediumship of Mick and Sylvie Avery. Okay, guys, welcome to the show. I know I've got Gregory on the line here as well as Sylvie. Um, Sylvie works alongside. Um, her partner Mick, who does the medium shit to bring Gregory through, and Sylvie, uh, I understand, it helps bring the energy and to manage the situation. Um, What I'd like to do before we start, Gregory, is to uh, get your input on um, the relationship of Sylvie in the process of bringing through the information.
1: Yes, thank you very much, my dear friend, and welcome one and all. It is with love and light, as ever, from our side of life in the spirit world and it is, dear friend, within this subject. We are under the understanding of this manifestation. For many people who create or practice transmediumship or have that availability, there are oftentimes many different sources of that energy. Different spirit guides work in different ways, different combinations of energy from the spirit world as well as this particular team who may be working with them are inherently different and unique. This means, to say, dear friend, with our situation here, within what we had understood from the outset that we would have to do was the main logic behind it was to remove our friend's uh, consciousness. That meant that we had to completely make it so that he vacated his physical body. There we have it then, an empty physical body. What now? The situation had to be brought about during uh, uh, many, many sittings to do with at least 12 other people, sitters, giving their love of the situation that Sylvie Little Bird was actually sat at the the left-hand side looking at the medium from an audience point of view, but at the front. The reason for this was so that we could manufacture and structure an energy vortex, uh, syntax, which was uh, like a, a, a held focus of energy that we created in the spirit world to allow a kind of a staging post, if you like, a sort of a halfway house between ourselves and uh, our dear friend's physical body. This was in fact structured very precisely because our friend little bird is a physical medium and what we required from her was a certain form of ectoplasmic force that withdrew from her solar plexus and from the stomach area. Sometimes Uh, To begin with, in the early stages of development, we had to draw it from her throat and from the esophagus, generally, uh, which was uh, uh, brought about through the uh, different temperaments of uh, different kinds of situations that energies from the spirit world were reaching down and encouraging for her to create. This meant that because her study had been purely and simply within physical mediumship it meant that these forms of ectoplasm were then enabled to help us to initially structure the vortex that we were then going to use it is incidentally situated to the right hand side of our dear friend uh... the medium in question, the vehicle, and that uh, it is situated approximately three feet away to the uh, at a 45-degree angle from our friend's uh, right-hand shoulder. This actually, during the development stage, used to be seen at times by other members of the circle group, being that the whole situation was developed in the red-light conditions. Uh, the reason for this, then, was so that I myself and many others who were in the initial stages of his development would be able to come through and make themselves known, either physically, in the sense of uh, actually uh, facilitating themselves upon his face or by the side of him, but using the same vortex situation to enable this to be facilitated and to be created. What then ensued was that once we had established the practice and the core energy, that we found that we were able to manipulate it very easily. Thus far, it means that for my good self nowadays, I am able to come through in a very quick and precise manner, because it's something that we have formulated over many years. Then subsequently to that uh, specific circle devolving, and uh, breaking apart, we continued with that work within the home circle group situation, as there were two other people who helped to engage in this process, and that it is through the energy of Little Bird that we were enabled to continue to build up the process. I understand, in fact, that many people uh, where we took the situation to Stansted Hall were actually enabled themselves to see it, feel it, and view it, uh, whilst it was taking place, whilst we were manifesting our uh, my dear self uh, within this situation. The whole purpose of this was for clarity, so that we did not use anything to do with his conscious physical mind. That all that we use is the actual physical apparatus of the uh, the throat. Uh, Sometimes now we use the head and move it and that kind of thing. We analyze and manipulate the hands and the arms and that kind of thing and upper torso. But that is generally all that we need to use in this kind of setting and situation. This then allows for uh, the whole of the transparency of our work to continue.
0: So with your consciousness now in, in Mick... Do you see through mixed eyes? Do you experience? No. You don't, okay.
1: That would not be a permissible situation or act because it would withdraw away from the central tenet of energy we are uh, correctly analysing and engaging with. So, so where are you right
0: now? What, what do you see right now where you're situated?
1: Oh, I can see both our dear friend and little bird sat at their desk. I can also witness the machinery and different aspects of it as well as I can see the actual uh, uh, tube etheric and entity which is coming from little of solar plexus along with her own etheric bead of course, but I can see that that is also coming and uh, moving over to the vortex situation energy as i say to the right hand side of my dear friend here which is as you were facing him to his left
0: okay um one of the questions that i wanted to go into this week that i didn't really delve into last time was that you mentioned in the um halls of learning um where i think you i believe you met your mother um, and she got you involved in the group in the halls of learning or something like that and you, you mentioned that you were involved with um, another race of beings that um, that you worked with and I just wanted to get a, a greater understanding of who these, these beings were um, and how they lived and, you know, your relationship with them.
1: Well, my dear friend, the point I have to make here is that, first of all, my mother actually took me to the doorway of the halls of learning. She didn't come in with me, purely and simply not because it was not her focus to do so, but she had other things to do and had been required by those within the White Cloud Group and within my own halls of learning that I come in and manifest this situation myself. The energy of those that I met immediately upon my uh, gathering into the halls of learning were really to do with the various beings uh, upon the hall of information which is the main uh, desk that one actually comes to when you first alight into the halls of uh, into the main hall of learning the hall of information is where you actually obtain the various different books or whatever it is that you may wish to manifestly move through or move Uh, in some way dissects that information coming from it. The very different beings that I met and that have continued to meet are really many and varied. It is not one type or situation, but a whole cacophony of different situations because all species are met together. It's quite different, really, from the vibration that you have in your physical life And in the connotation of the physical life, because you think that you're at the top of the tree, because you're favoratively the most intelligent. But that's only figuratively speaking, and within many aspects of physical life, which, of course, uh, human beings have become uh, sorely uh, missed purely and simply because human beings do not resonate with the same frequency that they did when they were, shall we say, perhaps living in harmony with the planet. So you have many different situations of different energies and different beings that you meet with, many of which you do not entertain. And you don't entertain them because they don't entertain you. Perhaps they're of a completely different vibration, which would mean that you may not even see them. All you see is the book that they're reading, floating in the air. And so their energy would not actually necessarily be uh, opaque to you, would not necessarily be visible. It's not because they don't want to be seen, but because you are of a different vibration. So
0: within the halls of learning, I mean, is there... Or the question I was trying to get to was um, just to get a flavour of um, how other beings live. So... Obviously, we're on the cusp of um, becoming a much more sp- spiritual race, um, hopefully, and um, and maybe there's, there is evidence um, among certain communities on the internet with the UFOs that we might be on the cusp of, um, I don't know, sort of c- coming out in the open at some point in the future with other races that seem to be visiting us. Um, there seems to be some whistleblowers that are coming forward to give evidence on that. So I just wondered if there your relationship with these beings was because they had in some way some relationship to the Earth in, in the current period.
1: Well, yes, in, in some respects, my friend, but what I'm saying is that the halls of learning to you as a being are going to be to the extent to which you can accept now, it may well be that some other person who perhaps has been, shall we say, has led a completely different life to you. Let's say then that they are fixated on some kind of other religious instruction or something like that, and that is their central point of focus. This means to say then that what they expect to see within the halls of learning maybe they're only just taken to a small aspect of it. Then what they see themselves are to do with perhaps a certain kind of situation of relativity, it may be that the being they see is nothing to do with the situation that you observe as a being. Let me put it plainly, dear friend. I, for example, have to take an issue with a being who perhaps, should we say that, the energy is that they are going to, uh, they're going to want to communicate as I did with a squirrel. Now, the situation with the squirrel and me was because of the fact created by a time when we were both in physical life together. So that meant that there was a duality of harmony which existed between us. If that duality of harmony does not exist between yourself and a certain other species, you will not necessarily ever see them. Not to say that they're not there, but they may well just wait for you to be able to be in that vibration of acceptance of them. Do you see what I'm saying? And in this respect, it means that uh, for my part, as my journey with the squirrel, my interaction with him was only short and brief. I saved his life. I put him, set him on a bough of a tree, and then I made off my way. And simply, what happens was that upon my return to the spirit world, I remet with the squirrel out of a book, and the book was about the squirrel's life, which came winging its way to me of its own volition but apparently was under the the direction, the immediate direction of the spirit of the squirrel involved. Once it had found me, the book alighted at my feet and sat there for a moment. Then the book opened and the squirrel came out of its center pages, not purely as a holographic image, but actually as a living being. And then spoke to me in my own voice, in my own mind, within the whole situation of who I am. That meant it was a resolution of the love between us. And that's exactly the same as will happen between your good selves and any pets that you have met with or helped along their pathway. Any other animal that you have met with will also be met with in the same way in the halls of learning should you choose to go there. If you were a being who had practiced in your spiritualization connectivity with certain other races not of physical earth, it may well be that some of those beings are there upon your passing. It may be that they're not. It will depend entirely upon your resolution of how you managed to access the energy of yourself and benefit for both of you was accrued during your relationship. You see?
0: I, I do, yeah, I do see. I understand where you're, you're coming from. I guess what I was trying to um, get from you was whether you had any experience of other races that you could give. You know, like... Um, I
1: understand. Well, maybe if in. I have had experiences of uh, certain races who were of uh, different forms, uh, particularly to do with different kinds of OPEC, as many of you are actually of OPEC race, and originated in that way because of being a a part of the purity of the pathway of that which you understand God to be. So many OPEC beings. Had actually resonated very deeply within the situation of their life experience, and oftentimes I have met with many who had uh, created then much many further pathways for others to develop upon. Some of the instances of this had been met uh, oftentimes with great clarity to do with perhaps ways in which they helped for me to relay some of their messages to those on your side of life in such programs as uh, within radio and that kind of thing, in order to help human beings to overcome some of the shortfalls within their uh, desire to acquire energy and to understand the various mechanics of the planet.
0: Can I just backtrack a little bit on the holographic nature of um, stuff? Because you mentioned about the book being holographic. Um, And there's quantum physicists on the Earth now that seem to be pointing to our reality being very much like a hologram. Um, And at the quantum level, um, everything exists as a wave until it's observed and then it becomes a particle so i think some people have mentioned that all possibilities exist in the quantum field at the very minute and kind of there's no time everything's sort of happening all at once but when when you observe it then it becomes your reality so it kind of turns from a
1: wave into a particle what um, that would mean then dear friend, that It doesn't really turn in from a wave into a particle, but is only the aperture of the consciousness which allows it to do so within your own sphere of light. Otherwise, surely, you are defining that things only become reality because you are present when in actual fact they're reality all of the time. It matters not whether you are present or not. What matters is the engagement within the vibration index of what is. So... I say to you, dear friend, the truth of it is that uh, one may paint something as a holographic image because it enables a being to understand some kind of prefix of energy and what that energy means. But in actual fact a holographic image is not a waveform but actually a, uh, a subsequent set of neurological pathways and neurons and protons, which then enable the clashing together of certain indexes to allow you to see it. The point is that in the waveform that you speak, you if you look at yourself, friend, you yourself are a waveform. That doesn't mean to say that just because somebody else sees you, you are no longer a waveform. It means that their vibration does not see you as the waveform because the waveform vibration is in a different dimensional state. It's not in the physical
0: reality. So is that, is that like looking at us as pure energy? So we are energy, but at the yes. same time we're also physical matter as well.
1: Yes, but you're only presently physical matter. My point here, dear friend, is that once you transfer the essence of energy, that means that your spirit leaves your physical matter the whole situation becomes moot, purely and simply, because that which was physical matter dies. And the, the subsequent energy of what was in your cells and what was your DNA, well, the DNA is still there, but the vibration from it, from the living tissue, and the, the whole interactivity with your spirit is actually no longer present. And that is what brings the vibration. So that means to say that when you your physical body becomes dead and deceased, no longer active, does it mean to say that you are watching the decay of your cell memory at the same time? Well, physiologically, you are. But what you are actually observing in this whole state of it is that the actual vibration of your spirit and of your consciousness, which was within a given parameter from one part of the index to the other, that is the boundary of the being that you were or that you assessed to during your physical life. After that time, you, your beautiful consciousness, hopefully, and your spirit were joined together. And in fact, your your consciousness, coated your beautiful spirit. So it may well be that because of the fact of the status of your life, your consciousness, possibly negative, actually coated your beautiful spirit, which meant that the vibration index wasn't perfect. The reason why you see one another at this present time is because you're of a similar vibration. If you look for your spirit consciousness, where is it? Many people would say the weight of the soul it identifies the depth to which your spirit consciousness has accessed or evaluated at this time. But that cannot be because the soul has no weight. The soul is the perpetual state of increments of your energy of emergence, which means it's the sum total of all of your emotion in your physical life journey that eventually becomes your spirit taxi, enabling your consciousness to access various parts and pathways in the spirit world. And also means that because of the vibration at which you have acceded, you will actually not be able to access certain parts of the spirit world because you're not of the right vibration. Coming back a moment to this whole question of quantum physics and what you yourself see, if you were looking at a holographic image then in the spirit world, it's not really... Holographic image. It's actually had the inference of the spirit identity of the being you are looking at. So it means it's not just a film of a three dimensional film of the being. It's in, in my status as the uh, confrontation with my friendly squirrel. He actually decided to be within the pages of the book in order to greet me. After that time, I understand, the squirrel himself left part of his essence and energy within the book, which is what beings do. That doesn't mean to say that a human being had to write it for him because he was a squirrel and didn't know how to write. It meant that in the squirrel's consciousness, there were others in the squirrel consciousness who enabled that squirrel to tell the story. And there were others within the spirit world, not necessarily human, but others beings of alien nature, other beings of many different natures and consciousness who had the understanding to enable these holographic images of the self-plate of life, that is, as as written within your Akashic book, to be immersed within their book of life or within perhaps a book that they wanted to translate so that within your beautiful love, you give to the book, it opens, and there is the squirrel with his story. It's, as I say, not necessarily the whole of the squirrel. It may be just the energy or emergence of the squirrel's memory that has been left imprinted upon the book. That doesn't mean to say that it's the hologram necessarily. It means that the spirit of the squirrel and the energy of the squirrel's consciousness is embedded within the plate, within the actual page of the book itself, although it's only a micron thick or even less than that. It may not even have any thickness if you looked upon it in on its edge. You may not even see it, purely and simply because the depth of layering is so succinct and precise, it takes nothing within a physical frame of reference to identify. So that means it's the reason why your Akashic book, uh, even though it is millions of years in its ancient state, will only possibly represent a book which is perhaps several feet thick. Yeah, yeah. So the mechanics
0: of reality in in physical matter, is that completely different to the mechanics of reality where you are in the spirit world? Absolutely. It's completely different. It's still a holographic nature, but there's obviously differences um, obviously there you can manifest things, can't you? You can, you but can only think.
1: Part, yes, friend, only parts of it are of a holographic nature. The point is that remember that thoughts are living things and that the thoughts of manifestation are accrued to different beings depending upon what they are manifesting at the time or the level to which they have their vibration has risen or been created because of their loving life. That's why all beings in the physical world need to learn to love one another.
0: So the thoughts on the earth plane, they though we can't see them. I understand that they're kind of they're there on the astral. Is that right? They're kind of there on another plane. So none of our faults are destroyed, if you like. So That's if we if we think negative things, does it build up sort of negative fault forms? Yes, absolutely. And, and they have to be cleared in some way. And I, is there people that do that? I understand there are people that that tr- uh, work
1: to clear those that depends my dear friend there are certain situations at this moment in time where there are tides of negative thought forms which encircle the planet uh, aberrations of thought and oftentimes people actually become hit by them they, they they will suddenly feel overcome by intensive negativity and that kind of thing and it comes like a tidal wave and actually sweeps them over sometimes actually throwing them off their feet physically okay yeah because
0: that leads me to what I'm gonna say now is that um, there was an experiment uh, I believe in the 70s I could be wrong um, by a transcendental meditational medit- a trans meditation group where I believe they had around 7,000 meditators around the world and they focused um, uh, did a meditation and focused loving intent apparently and um, they did a study afterwards and they said that the crime rate came down by about 30% in certain cities. So it's almost like they were able to, I don't know, have loving thoughts were were doing a good thing to people rather than the negative thoughts kind of clouding people's judgments.
1: Yes, quite so. The problem with the Earth, however, is that with the many different situations that are presently incumbent upon the Earth, Unfortunately, within the media situation that you have, you all become very aware of it, which means then that in the spirit world we have a great deal of problems with the negative clouds of energy, which then tend to encircle the earth. So, I mean, this this is something I wrote about recently: was that um,
0: it was almost like a magician that they, the people, the powers that be, if you like, the ones that are doing the, the negative stuff. Want to promote fear on the planet because the, the more fear they create, the more control and power they have. Yes, in a way, absolutely. I mean, one of the big things that's happened on, on Earth um, recently is, is to do with what they labelled as the swine flu. And, um, I mean, we, we don't know how that's going to pan out um, come November or when the, the, the flu season is supposed to start, which is normally um, end of autumn, start of autumn. Um, yeah. But up until now, it just seems to be grossly exaggerated, al- almost embarrassing the way that the media have jumped on it. Of and course. I, yeah, I mean, everyone I've spoken to just agree that they just don't believe it. It's just it just seems over over exaggerated, and you know that someone has said they have got the flu. Next thing you know, they're they're shutting down a school, you know, giving them a vaccine. And yes. from my understanding, there was um, uh, a case where one person died of swine flu in the seventies, but then thirty people died of the vaccine or
1: something like that. Anyway, yes. The point is, my dear friend. What you have to understand also with these kinds of different situations, viral situations, that what you are having are that these conditions mutate just in the same way that human beings mutate or any other being from one generation to another is a slight mutation. Within human beings, the, the variation is quite dramatic and can be producing various uh, quite alarming genetic defaults and uh, situations which then require uh, very judicious um, forms of medication in order to try to stave off or control. The problem with these flu situations are that if you then treat the, uh, the present situation of flu with or virus or however it makes itself manifest, even forms of bacteria, The way that it brings about is that if you do not treat it holistically but actually just provide a medication which then, uh, so say, wipes out that particular bacteria or virus, what you are then uh, unfortunately creating is a possibility for that virus or bacteria to mutate into being able to accept that medication and actually take it as a food I see so that, that's your explanation really how the the
0: vaccine could be more dangerous I mean is it better for humans to just have a really good immune system and stay out of fear and just remain healthy I mean, obviously yes. I don't really want to give away give
1: medical information on the show it's just more of, um, guidance but oh, quite so my my optimum situation my dear friend is that all beings within the physical world need to take respect and uh, guidance of themselves need to understand that they are in fact masters of their own ship and that for purposes of self-respect and duty of care each individual needs to be able to uh, correctly identify what it is that they actually need not to do with Uh, whole uh, situations of uh, uh, different chemicals that they are ingesting into themselves but actually treating the whole situation holistically as a planet basis which means that you need to uh, subsist on raw foods, you need to subsist on raw uh, fruits and vegetables you need to eat kinds of foods which give you balance hormonal balance as well as the various conditions which you are operating within within the actual atmosphere. Because part of the problem is also to do with the chemical composition, which constantly changes within the atmospherics. Yep. Specifically, I have to say, to do with certain kinds of interactivity within the nuclear industry, which is obviously having an effect. I know that it would be commonplace for many to cite that this was not the case particularly those within the industry, but in actual fact, friend, you don't need any That is my point. The situation of the recent uh, work within the Anaconda and various other mechanisms which are there to provide electricity for free are um, absolutely perfectly aligned to this new system of the planet. And these situations are uh, very robust and need that they meet with the whole fact that you do not need anything like this kind of uh, control which is, uh, uh, that you are told is abundantly necessary. Mm.
0: But it it does seem that um, a lot of this stuff is obvious but there there seems to be forces that are trying to oppose anything good. So, I mean, like for instance, um, I was talking in a recent uh, podcast show with um, Karen, one of our other... um, people we speak to about this codex thing they're supposed to be bringing in at the end of the year which means they're going to try and control the food supply so that we end up having no choice but to eat genetically modified foods so it seems that although we're going through a time where people are kind of wising up and waking up to what's really happening it seems that there are a few that are really um you know trying to keep everything under wraps or just uh i don't know they're they're suppressing things more and more and more. So, I understand. Yeah, so it, we've got quite a difficult situation ahead, I think, this year. I think, um, I mean, how do you see, I mean, are you able to, not, I don't want to give you to give us a prophecy or anything, but how do you
1: see things panning out? I do not give prophecies, my dear friend. What I do give are facts. And the fact of the matter is, dear friend, each and every one of you need to wake up. Each and every one of you need to become wiser. Each and every one of you need to open your ears, your eyes, and your mouths. Because without communication, without you seeing and communicating what you see, without you sounding the power you have, how do you ever think you are going to change anything? If you keep all of this under your hat and you walk around like church mice, you will be ending up with a dry, deserted and dusty church, and no mice. So, my answer, my dear friend, to you is for all beings that they have to take accountability, they have to take respect of themselves and understand you are each and every one of you responsible for your environment now. It does not matter whether you are saying These situations are in the power of certain people. They are only obtaining that power and maintaining it because you allow them to. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: So, I mean, in every kind of walk of life, every industry... There must be people there that are ready to carry the baton and do something good. It's like one person can't do it all, but everyone's kind of positioned somewhere to do their bit if they're ready to just take the challenge on and wake up.
1: Part of that- the problem, though, my dear friend, is that each and every one of you think that you're on your own, and that is the division which has been created.
0: Yes. I mean, I've, I've had a you know, recent... Um, not a problem, sorry Um, I was studying uh, a a secret group that was uh, meeting in Athens recently called the Bilderberg and um, I was amazed to see that there was nothing in the newspapers Um, but it seems that we're we're going through a a time of transparency and a a lot of channelers seem to have come through saying, yes, this is the year of transparency things are going to start coming out and we're kind of witnessing that and it seems that the expenses thing in the UK seems to be about transparency but all, but I do have my suspicions because although that's being plastered through the press and on, on the news and nothing else is coming through, the real secret stuff, which is almost by the, the people at the very top of the pyramid, is not getting reported anywhere. So is it really transparency or is it really people still <laughs> hiding stuff from the public? But, yeah. it, you know... It, it, it's just, you know I did a search on Google as well to see how many people reported that event and the only people that r- reported the event was just either spiritual or conspiracy theory websites and only one newspaper reported it and that was The, um, the Guardian who sent along a comedy writer to write about it and even uh, a week or so after that event it's still the same picture so yes. it can be very frustrating you know and obviously I know quite a lot of people I know are doing their bit as well, but it, just, it seems that there are other people out there that have the piece of the puzzle that need to do their bit, you know, kind of waiting to, to wake up in some way or be inspired to do their piece of the puzzle.
1: Yes, absolutely so. My point, however, dear friend, is that if you continue to carry this torch, this idealised way of life, but that also confounded with many mythological situations, you are then running the risk of not sounding to be logical. So part of the problem that people have in the gift of being far-sighted, in the gift of uh, exposing such situations, is that you have an identity crisis. And the identity crisis stems from the fact that within the mainstream media that you have, it is already slanted and within the the auspices of uh, consultation with those in power. That means to say that it is already organized against those of you who think that you want to have a free voice. My point here, dear friend, is that this then is perpetuated because people continue to cite mythological situations without gathering true facts. The facts of the science of matter, of how you evaluate something, is in a sense mislaying. It's as though many people, as soon as they become spiritual, leave logic out of the window. And that it's run away from their lives. And that all of the situations that are talked about are either illogical, do not add up, or that the situations are in defiance of the natural laws of physics or even the physics of anything. So what you have to look at is how it is that you approach this and how it is you present it. You have to present it in such a way which is logical so that many other people, not just those who are spiritually awake, but those who are spiritually mothballed as well. You have to be able to wake up those who are uh, deep thinking um, of some other dogmatic principle that they too understand what you're engaging with, rather than you are perhaps sometimes clouding the issue or clouding the judgment with some other spirulous material which actually has no bearing in truth or fact. So part I'm saying that what people have to do within this spiritualization community they have to make sure of their facts. Okay. Well I think I'll try and move on to something else now anyway.
0: Uh, maybe something a bit more positive. Um, and I'm not being negative my No dear. no no. No just yeah just to keep a balance on the on the show pick up
1: yes that's positive indeed positive, and create the energy it is very much a matter for all beings to create the energy of positivity you can only do that by raising your voice by action by direct contact
0: okay question i've got is um is our relationship to um the sun i understand that the sun is a sentient being as with all, all objects in the universe, so everything is a sentient being with consciousness. Um, and I just want to know the, the, what the relationship is with the sun and our planet, because at the moment it seems that the, the sun is going through a period of time where there's no sunspot activity whatsoever. And, and I just wondered if there was a, a spiritual uh, meaning for that.
1: It's actually not a spiritual medium. Uh, meaning for it, it is a chemicalization a reason for the activity to be quieter at this present time than it would otherwise be do not forget friend that at present you are being closer to the Sun so it actually means that certain parts of the Earth are actually benefiting from less activity upon the Sun's surface the chemicalization that is happening at this present time uh, is the combustion of how it all works. The problems that you have and are facing are really to do with the flares and to do with the uh, various sonic winds which come from this kind of uh, filtered light, if you like. And the various barriers that the Earth itself is inhabitant with in its place The whole purpose of the uh, ozone layer, for example, and everything else is actually to do with deflecting certain harmful aspects of the sun's rays within any part of its activity. The problem that you face at this time is that these barriers are breaking down so that uh, what you have at this time is not necessarily that the sun is going through some uh, spiritual sleep, but that rather... It is a chemicalization, a, a different situation which is happening because of the balance within the ingredients that make up the Sun's uh, re- very robust energy. Uh, the problem for the Earth at the, the same time is the gradual change of aquatic energy and the uh, very uh, fact of its uh, dissolution with carbon within its state. So part of the problem that is happening at this present time, as far as the Earth and its environment is concerned, is to do with the sun's activity upon it, uh, being that carbon is being uh, fixed and held within the water's surface and within the water body itself. This in- inherently brings about problems for Gaia, for the energy of the spirit of the Earth, as well as the energy for the sun and all of its surrounding planets. So is this problem
0: also um, apparent on other planets in the solar system as well?
1: It is a problem which varies in dependency purely and simply because of the organic compounds that are present within uh, any given planet. So, for example, uh, within the structure that you have at present, being that the moon is actually intimately related to the Earth because it was that both are made up of the same units, in many respects, and because of the fact that the moon was created out of the collision with the Earth and the other planet, of which uh, nothing remains except for the moon, it it means that the whole balance of probability is that they are both intrinsically copied one another. So therefore, uh, the way in which the moon interacts... In a sense, it's like it has a twin energy with the Earth. So, I mean, the problems we face on
0: Earth at the moment is that um, a mixture of, um, obviously, the the combination of what's happening with the sun and also the problems on Earth, but is it a mixture of man-made problems on Earth and something else that's happening? It is, actually,
1: my dear friend, largely to do with the man-made ergonomics of uh, output of chemical reaction which are uh, diluting certain parts of the ordinary organic compounds which exist within the earth. It's not to say that this hasn't happened before. Uh, It has happened many times before. The problem is, however, that this last situation has been created over a very short span of life. In, in, In as much as the exact same situation of, shall we say, for example, the... Um, the ice age was created over a very short space of time and that whole situation was uh, brought about because of various uh, situation strikes of uh, material which was once a part of the moon as I say because of the fact that the moon was actually inherently uh, two planets the size of the earth one was the earth and the other was the other planet which then, upon collision, it became that the moon was all that was left of it. The rest of the debris, of course, is maintained within the various meteoric fields and various other fields of debris which surround the solar system and various other planets. Was the planet inhabited at the time? No. No. No, indeed not. Was was that around the birth of the solar system? It was actually some... um, it was actually at the point of where the Earth was 4.63 billion years of age.
0: So we've got, we've got some big things that we need to do on, on planet Earth right now, don't we? Absolutely. As a, as a race, as a race of people.
1: Yes, but it needs to be a very positive voice. You see, yes. the point is that you, we are just understanding and are observing at this present time that with the many different inputs coming from those on our side of life, Uh, actually from uh, many of people who had uh, once lived a physical life and are now presently perhaps uh, uh, employed in being a spirit guide to many different engineers, chemical engineers, scientists and that kind of thing. For example, uh, there is great work at this present time to do with uh, various beings, to do with their exploratory uh, understanding Uh, even the fact that they were scientists and and engineers in their physical life, they're bringing great worth to many people on your side of life. We can see quite clearly that this is having a very positive effect, not taking away from any of those engineers and scientists presently incumbent, presently experimenting within these different features, but it is to say that many of these situations are arising purely and simply because we all recognize the need to move forward and to engage with a very positive energy which is free. I
0: think yesterday um, from recording this show today, yesterday, there was um, a nuclear explosion in uh, North Korea detonated a bomb didn't they? Yes. And I just wonder how Because Mother Earth, you know, being a sentient, being herself, how she would react to something like that, you know, what, I mean, is that taking us back? You know, it
1: seemed that we were all moving forward, and then they go and detonate
0: a nuclear bomb.
1: Yes, I understand that, but it only will take you back if you let it. The point is, you must not be swayed from the eye of the storm. You must meet the storm head on. This is the way that humanity will actually move forward is by absolute uh, understanding of that that's what they need to do. The most positive thing, for example, that human beings could do would be instead of gathering an army to fight one another because of their beliefs or rites of passage, would be to employ an army of the world to protect Places like the Amazon rainforest to clear it of all of the criminals who are uh, denuding it and taking away the lungs of the earth. I can see that. but It's obviously getting into the media, isn't it? Most people believe
0: what's in the media. So if the, if the media was to say, let's go and do something, then people yeah. believe that and, and they go, yeah, that's a great idea. But it's getting those ideas out into the
1: mainstream media, which people believe so much. Absolutely. That is true. But the point is, the only way that you are going to be able to deal with that, to really deal with it, is to speak of it, is to uh, announce it, to create the energy for it.
0: I um, just want to talk more about um, uh, autism now, or yes. this, is yes. that okay? Just different Absolutely. subjects, really. Um, just about the, the, the children that are coming through, with, they just yes. seem to be different, and you know, what, what's your view on, on this subject?
1: Albert Einstein was autistic. I mean, it doesn't surprise me.
0: <laughs> most yeah. of yeah.
1: most, my dear friend, of the situations of energy, of new thinking and creativity are created by autistic people. I mean, is it is there more and more um, people being born with this way of
0: thinking, or is it a case of um, more people are labelling it? I mean, it seems that there's more people with this.
1: Yes, I understand, my dear friend, this was always the case. There was always actually the exactly, almost exactly the same uh, configuration percentage of autistic people, that is, people, children, adults, who who had mutated slightly differently. That does not mean to say it takes anything away from them, but actually it adds to the race of humanity. If you look in any other uh, situation, collection of organisms called a species, you will define that there are similarities within this within other beings that exist. And you will find that there will be certain forms of elephant which are more outgoing or more centered in a certain way than others are. And the collection is not onerous. It is uh, completely at will with the arts and the situation of mutation, how they are created through the mutation process. The point is, because don't forget, friend, you're all mutations of one another. Uh, The point is that there are certain chemical compounds and, and also to do with certain ways of by the use of pure oxygen, it is possible, of course, to write certain parts or bands of the autistic state to enable that child to become, um, as it is, not more acceptable or more normal, but more coherent and able to communicate. Oftentimes, one of the least acquiring states of autism is the difficulty of communication, not least of all with parents, but also with their own siblings, with others uh, rivaled in many respects. The whole situation of autism should really come about within how you gain access to that mind, how you set the trigger of that mind, how you acquire the trigger or show the child how they may acquire the trigger. And don't forget Every single one is different. So you cannot take a carbon copy and apply it to everyone. So,
0: yeah, the question I've got as well is that um, most people think in kind of a linear type of thing. You know, you, when you walk, you put one foot in front of the other. When you think you or talk, you kind of put one word in front of another. OK, we do everything logically in steps. Yes. It, but it seems with autism that that's missing. It's almost like everything it's just a concept, it's just there. You know, like there's some, they, they, there's some people they class as savants where they don't need to calculate a mathematical equation. They just see two numbers as shapes and then see the answer as a shape. So there's no kind of logical thinking to think, oh, what's the answer? It just is. The answer just appears. So I'm just kind of wondering how that, that all works.
1: Yes, uh, the point is that you call it logical, but to them... It's illogical. It doesn't add up. And that's the reason for the, the whole systemic problem of communication within the system. Because what you have is that you're coming from a linear time field and thinking within the logical aspect of, uh, in exactly the same way, that of the time that it takes you to put food from your plate into your mouth. You gauge everything in that way, in a chronological order. That means to say that everything are parsecs of a movement or parsecs of a thought, of an aspiration, comes in the uh, equation of moments of adding up a way forward. Within autism, what happens is that it's a different spatial awareness. You do not have linear time within autism. It doesn't exist only at the points where your time field and theirs meet. The reason for this, dear friend, is because they're co-interacting with their spirit. And their spirit, your spirit, is not in the linear time field for one moment. Because your spirit is still in the spirit world. It never ever comes to the physical side of reality. So purely and simply, what you have to do is create the pathway to it. And what happens within autistic children, oftentimes, I'm not saying every time, because often it's a very unique experience to the individual. Therefore, it means, as I say, you have to gain the key, the right key for that child. This means to say then that the whole auspice of autism comes within the grasp of multi dimensional layering. And simply your perception of Linear time does not apply, so what you have to engage with in an autistic child in some cases are multi layering in multifaceted ways of communication. That means to say that part of what you have to do is to find the way in to that person, and that may be the hardest and most arduous situation you ever encounter. Part of the reason, dear friend, why autistic children respond so readily, not just to porpoises or dolphins, but actually to fish generally. And I suggest, friend, that many autistic families have fish as a part of their uh, background, if you like, as well as being able to eat them. Okay. There are many different reasons for this, if I may just continue. It's actually to do with a fish's spatial awareness, which is different, doesn't form in linear time, because they don't have the memory for it. What actually happens within the mammals within uh, the uh, aquatic state, such as dolphins and whales and uh, certain other cartilaginous folks as well, uh, that they think in different time sequences, not gauging in linear time, but actually uh, of a more spiritual nature and dimension, because they are more at one with their spirit. This does not, of course, stop a fish eating another fish. What happens is they do not think about why they have to do it. They simply do it in order to survive, and do not think of the consequential actions of their activity. Oftentimes, friend, this is what exactly happens to autistic children, That they think not in terms of linear time, therefore do not identify the consequential actions of their activity and do not see it coming. Which is why it is that many autistic children are regarded as such innocents, but in actual fact they simply live in a different dimensional field and state. Their visits into your side of life are frequent but limited. And so, what you have to do is empower them to want to interact within your lifetime span.
0: Wow, wow! So they have no—I um, don't know—they have no awareness of um, focusing on the future or the past. They don't sort of look back and look forward. They just to do that. Yeah. So they are just simply here, and that's it. They just—they just exist.
1: Yes, you will find, for example, dear friend, that. Once you obtain the key to an autistic child's mind, to the right frequency, to the right responsive state, that is positive, abiding, beautiful and poetic, you will find a great revelation in every single one, without exception. The point is that you have to have the patience and the guidance in order to create that as a possibility for that child so that they do not contain the fear that you feel because your fear is based within the linear time field of what if, what if I do not succeed what if uh, this child is left alone without me many of these people situations of dire consequence come about because of their own perceptions of self and how they cannot communicate rather than looking for how they really truly may. And allowing that communication field to open up in front of them is something oftentimes of a dilemma. It's why oftentimes, friend, we suggest that people uh, who have autistic children undergo certain situations, conditioning or reconditioning, if you like, of the conscious mind so that they are not imprisoned by linear time thoughts and fields
0: so in a way are they, are they great ambassadors to teach us to exist in the present moment and just be in the now and to be more like them in a way is that one way to bridge towards them to kind of exist like them
1: well in a sense but not you wouldn't want to be because you wouldn't understand it so my point is in, in really enabling people who are uh, one way situated in linear time that they adopt a more heavenly principle, if you like, within understanding how other people may orientate themselves. It's part of the reason actually why autistic children get on very well with cats and dogs and fish, as I say particularly porpoises and dolphins, of course, but also many other creatures as well, purely and simply because they are not judgmental, do not antagonize or create negative sways around them, but rather are more empathic with their energy and just like to be in that vibration, even if suddenly that autistic child may actually turn around and pull the fur out of a cat or a dog. So that's because... The child doesn't realize that he or she is doing it. It's not a conscious motive, uh, emotive way. It's not based upon the emotion or morality that ordinary uh, linear thinking people have in common with themselves.
0: So, what do we look, I mean, what would I look like to one of them? Would they look at me and think he's he's weird? He doesn't act like me. Like would you know? Like if we 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 give them a label. But surely we must be quite strange to them. Absolutely, yes.
1: Like looking at a person with two heads.
0: Because <laughs> one of the things I was I was thinking was that. Um, you know, we talk and they, and they don't. They, they try to talk to try and meet and bridge the gap with us. But do they do a lot of their talking on a different level? Almost like they're trying to speak to us telepathically or from a different dimension, from the spiritual dimension, but we're not quite hearing it. And they must think, crikey, you know, why don't they hear us?
1: Why not sing? Why not and, sing? Yes, why not sing? Why, why do you have to talk? Why not sing or sing in a different uh, Paraphrase, sing in a different way that is not uh, of the way that they would normally hear. So that they sing, so that you sing, perhaps using Dharma phrasing, for example, in the way of repetitive movements and repetitive sounds of vocalization, which are in fact very empathic to the soul, very empathic to your spirit, and for its united state. So in actual fact, dharmic revolution tends to happen best when you are allowed to not know the words that are being said, but the energy that you feel from the saying of them.
0: Yes. So are they in tune with the energy of the words? So whether I say something um, or sing it, or singing would create a better energy for them to understand. Absolutely, yes. OK, so that's interesting. That's interesting. So don't it's not about the words as such it's about the energy. They can translate
1: yeah. that. Absolutely. Don't forget, Fred, they don't think in linear time or at least not all of the time. They have little windows of linear time where they correlate, where they uh, understand. But it's only to the perception of uh, depending, of course, upon the additions of their uh, of their condition. Perhaps it may be Asperger's, perhaps it may be some other situation which is very grounding or very atypical, which yeah. means that they will uh, perhaps think in mathematical terms and perhaps actually collect uh, certain situations which are completely, by observance, completely horrific or obsolete or mm. ever uh, they completely unbiased to anything else other than this one quantum uh, situation which is heaped up in front of them. And purely the reason why they do it, it's not that there is a repetitive state that is there set to just annoy you. It is there because they are benefiting benefiting from all of that collective evidence.
0: Yeah. So is it the physical brain that um, makes them who they are in this respect? Or is it their consciousness
1: That's doing it. It is not the consciousness, it is a chemicalization of the physical mechanics of self structure and activity.
0: Yeah, so they they chose to come into a human vehicle that is that way?
1: No, No. that's a complete myth, my dear. Okay. Autistic children do not choose to come in and have a life which is uh, disorientated and disordinary. Uh, people do not come in and choose to have a physical life which is of a uh, disability or that they have no legs or no arms or anything like that. That is purely the governance of physical mutation. And how that originates is not necessarily known to that spirit who is going to have a physical life. Okay. It mean, would then depend, that would then, I'm sorry, depict for you that Spirit, and that all life is, in a sense, at the behest of someone else. That means you do not have a free will experience, but in actual fact, everyone does. It's just a matter of how you cope with. Not a lesson for everyone, but how you cope with the situation of evidence of your physical state. Are you going to be able to overcome this? Isn't a test. Yeah, it's not for everyone else to see. Oh look. How that person overcame that, or look how that person passed because of that condition that they attracted to themselves from some previous life, is simply not the case that 's a, 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 a disgusting situation revelation to place upon anyone so, yeah. it is something of anatomy to the human race
0: so before we come into, before we come in uh, from spirit side. I mean, is how much are we aware of the life we're going to lead? Is it just a general blueprint on some of the things we want to do in the lifetime? Or is it, I mean,
1: how, how much is known? It's not a generalization, friend. Yeah. Every single being is unique. For some, it may well be that, remembering, of course, that, for some, it may well be that the whole ascent of their consciousness will be fully conformed and remembered from the moment that they are physiologically born. That means to say that their consciousness is in step with and in synchronicity with their pure beautiful spirit. Therefore, there is no uh, disarray, there is no disability, there is no uh, situation where the communication does not falter. So it means that pe- person and that life is in constant ebb and flow with their spirit. On the other hand, you would have most normal people or people who are mostly born within the constraints of physical organization whereby their whole energy and emphasis is on their relationships or on how they are managing to manifest. What of then the child who is born to to parents of Africa who lasts about three days and then passes to the spirit world? It is because of the fact that human beings discern it that child must reach seven score years and ten or some other such situation whereby you make parity with it. Well, a human being, a spirit must have a full, a full life in order to make their journey worthwhile. But that means that you are placing judgment and decision making upon that individual who may have only wanted just purely to touch the earth and then return once again to the spirit world because that's all they wanted to do. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just trying to get an idea really around the, the whole blueprint idea that it seems yeah. to, you know, how much... You know, do do you come into a life to say, right, I want to work on compassion for this lifetime. I want to work on courage. There's there's kind of a theme around the lifetime and there's certain milestones that are there, but you've got free will. You know, it's up to you. It's like you're traveling along um, through life, but it's up to you how you respond to to the situations that may come your way. I was just trying to, you know, be clear on that, really.
1: Yes, but the blueprint of your supposed life, my dear friend, is that... You are not actually going to define it until you get there. Uh, The point of spirit is that your beautiful, pure spirit decided to have this life now. That doesn't mean to say that your pure, beautiful spirit is at a complete loss or disappointment at the life you're leading. Because your beautiful, pure spirit is loving your journey regardless of what you do or regardless of what you say or think. Or act upon, apart from the fact, of course, that your beautiful pure spirit would be absolutely enamored with you, at one with you, if you became at one and acknowledged your pure beautiful spirit. Yep. That is the same situation for absolutely every single being upon the planet. Regardless of whether you take the persona of a human being or a marmoset or chimpanzee or a gorilla, elephant, fly, flee.
0: Okay, because I guess, you know, what makes one soul come into a life of absolute luxury, um, having everything on a plate, and then one soul coming into abject poverty and, and abuse? You That's know? not
1: the choice of spirit.
0: Yes. It's yeah. the
1: choice of physical people's power over one another to make that the condition. The problem is that humanity has not yet awoken to the fact they are personally responsible for everyone else 's journey
0: yes it 's really coming back to be, you know treating everybody as one isn 't it we 're all connected
1: yes. absolutely I th- so
0: yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think that 's the, the wonderful thing that may come out in the future with the quantum physics because that does go some way to um, putting a science around the connectedness of all people
1: yeah. It? Absolutely so. Love is the supreme energy of all things. That doesn't mean to say that because uh, different species eat one another, that that's necessarily what they want to do. They are in the position of evolution to do that. A lion would love, as I say, to have a knife and fork or to have a gun perhaps to shoot its own quarry. It doesn't want to chase it down and rip its throat out. I guess the difference of human
0: beings is that we consciously make a choice to want to eat an animal. It's not like it's survival and an instinct. We, we you know, sorry, go on.
1: That is true. It is also true, my dear friend, that human beings make the choice to have fun to shoot other animals, or to kill or dismember other animals, and to bring suffering to them.
0: Yes, and that's that's completely wrong. And the thing is, from their mind, they justify it as if it's right, don't they?
1: Yes, quite so. Yeah. The point is that you would, wouldn't you, if you really inherently thought that, why would you bother doing it?
0: Yeah. So that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, where does compassion come from in, in each of us? I mean, is compassion something that we, you know, why does, so saying, why does one person have compassion and another doesn't? Is that something that that person's worked on <coughs> for a long, long time? You know, some people seem to be born inherently evil, don't they? Or or nasty. But they're not. But they're not. No, they are not. They are taught to be. So it's like life experience that's taught them to be that way. Yes,
1: absolutely so. I know that there are some children who uh, do awful things to other children, and I am well aware of of the various different states of energy inherent within those practices. Simply, my dear friends, what you have are the energies of children who are disrupted within their own conscious mind are created by the passages of others lack of observance, lack of respect because they learn from the teachers around them. And some children are more susceptible to certain ways of that disobedience or of that power themselves. So they pull the legs off flies, so that they uh, uh, treat animals appallingly. And if they are not chastised for it, if they are not brought to task through someone else's morality, not to say that there is some big stick in the spirit world, But because of the fact that you create negativity yourself, if you do, in your physical life, then that is something that you have to settle with once your physical life is done.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just just on a positive note, um, I mean, are there other places in the universe where, you know, humans live or other beings live that's worse than here? I mean, how are we in the scheme of things? I mean, are we improving as a race?
1: On a balance of 1 to 10, friend, the situation is, remains, that human beings um, 2,000 years ago were at a level 4 and at this present time are at a level 5. That means to say that the power of love is acknowledged within the human race but that there are still those who use their own power of intensive negativity, both in the physical world and continue to use it in the spirit world, through their negative energies and situations they created within their physical life. This means to say that allows them interactivity within your side of life occasionally. So the whole situation has to become reversed, and part of the reason for this is for you to actually be able to allow the, the physical earth to continue to support life. That is the greatest service that you, as a human race, can give to any spirit of the future, yeah. whether that be alien or whether that be any other species that you interact with or share your planet at this time. It is a matter of duty of care of all beings that they recognize one another's right to live
0: okay well that's that's a brilliant um answer there Gregory um I'm probably going to bring it to a close now because we're we're sort of running um a little bit over yes um, stand there. yeah so I mean I think we've um covered quite a lot there this evening <laughs> so um yeah I, think, I thank you again for uh, bringing through the um for the knowledge and I, I thank um Little Bird as well, for giving the energy to make this happen. Yes,
1: quite right, mm-hmm. so. With love and light and peace be upon your breath of life, my dear friend. Thank you, so. God be.